This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday the 11th of December. In your Squiz Today, Anastasia Palaszczuk calls time. Pushback on a Gaza ceasefire vote, New South Wales has a scorcher, and a very expensive baseball player. This is your Squiz Today. Alice, nine years in the job seems like a pretty good run to me, and it seemed like a pretty good run to Queensland's Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk too. She announced yesterday that she'd be stepping down from the top job in Queensland by the end of this week. And not only that, she'll be leaving the parliament entirely. Yeah, she was emotional in that press conference that she gave yesterday. She said that standing up for the people of Queensland has been the honour of her life and that she's given everything, but now's the time to find out what else life has to offer. And as for the highlights of Palaszczuk's career, she was first elected as the Premier in 2015. She won an election that she described as similar to climbing Mount Everest because going into that election, Labor had just seven of 89 seats. She then went on to win two more elections, which was a first for a female leader, and it led to her being described as a trailblazer and then by PM Anthony Albanese yesterday as a Labor hero. Palaszczuk also got a lot of cred for successfully winning an Olympic bid, meaning that the 2032 Games are going to be taking place in Brisbane. But it hasn't all been smooth sailing with youth crime and her government's response to it taking the shine off her popularity this year, leading to a net likability rating in the negative and persistent questions about her future as Premier prior to this announcement. But Alice, speaking of the future and Premiers, what happens now? So yesterday during her resignation, Palaszczuk endorsed Stephen Miles as the next Premier. For those who don't know, he's currently the Deputy Premier in Queensland. But he's not the only name in the ring. Reports say that Treasurer Cameron Dick and Health Minister Shannon Fentiman are also in the mix. We'll learn more about that process to replace Palaszczuk as the week goes on. But political commentators in Queensland, Alex, have already noted that whoever gets the top job has a tough road ahead. Yes, that is because a poll released just last week puts the Liberal National Party ahead of the Labor Party in Queensland, with Labor on 33% of the primary vote and the LNP on 37 The LNP leader David Crisofulli also had a net positive likability rating, even though only 62% of those in the survey said they'd heard of him. Squizzers would know by now that whenever we talk about Israel and the war in Gaza, we almost always mention the United States as well, which is a major backer of Israel. And over the weekend, Alice, the US became the only country to vote against a United Nations Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire. Yeah, that's right. So just for some context on this, the Security Council is a collection of 15 states and on Saturday morning our time, they held a vote calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. The final vote on that was 13 to 1, with the US using its veto to block the resolution and the United Kingdom abstaining from the vote altogether. 
Given that, it is notable, Alex, that US allies France and Japan voted in favour of the ceasefire. And as for why the US blocked the resolution, officials say that they believe a ceasefire would ultimately benefit Hamas. As for what is next, Israel say it will keep on with its airstrikes and ground invasion. And we have an updated death toll from the Hamas-run health ministry inside Gaza, which says that over 17,700 people have now died. Meanwhile, the UN says that half of the population in Gaza is now starving as aid deliveries struggle to get into the territory. People in New South Wales don't need us to tell them this, but it has been absolutely scorching over the weekend. One of the highest temperatures recorded was in Penrith on Saturday, which peaked at 43.6 degrees Celsius. Yeah, and with that heat, 80 bushfires were burning across New South Wales yesterday. And it's a similar picture in Western Australia with an emergency level warning issued for those in the Chapman Valley region, which is north of Geraldton. But here in South Australia, Alex, we had the opposite kind of weekend. Some parts of the state had two months worth of rain dumped in 24 hours. So it was very wet and wild. Yes. And Northern Queensland also has an eye out. That's because Cyclone Jasper is heading for the coast there. That storm has weakened to a Category 2 cyclone, but strong winds are still expected for anywhere north of Gladstone. And the cyclone is predicted to hit land on Wednesday near Cairns. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. There's a slippery new crime spree coming to town, Alice, with gangs (laughs) in Europe making a buck by selling fake extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, so I didn't know this, Alex, but the extra virgin olive oil industry is worth about $33.8 billion and it's tipped to grow quickly over the next decade, which I suppose is why criminals are trying to get in by selling fake olive oil branded (laughs) as the real deal. European authorities have so far arrested 11 people on accusations of selling fake olive oil for up to $45 a litre in the US. Their oil is diluted and it's got things like canola and sunflower oils added to it. That is clearly sacrilegious. (laughs) But European authorities say that the accused did their homework using chlorophyll and better carotene to give the fake oil the same colour as the real deal. Alice, this story made my eyes pop out of my head. The Japanese baseballer Shohei Otani has signed a record contract with a US team. For the next 10 years, he'll be playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are paying him... 700 million US dollars. So for Aussies, that's over a billion Australian dollars. And it's easily the biggest deal in American sports, with the next closest going to a quarterback who got a $450 million 10-year deal back in 2021. As for why there's so much fuss around Otani, his agents called him a unique historic player. And that refers to the fact that he's simultaneously one of the best batters and pitchers in the sport. Usually players are lucky to be one or the other. 
Otani's star power also makes him a guaranteed ticket seller, so it's an opportunity, Alex, for the team to score new fans from Japan. Otani also made a very understated announcement of the deal on his Instagram, saying that he'd always do what's best for his new team, and he was sorry for taking so long to make a decision. Squiz the day, Alice. What is on the agenda today? Well, we know that the federal government is releasing a new plan for immigration in Australia. The PM says the goal is to reduce immigration to sustainable levels that enables Australia to get the skills that we need. We will get more detail on that today, though, so keep an eye out for that. And I've got a plug. December is a great time to sign up to the Squiz Today newsletter. We've got a whole bunch of year in review content coming down the pipeline, as well as links to top recipes from the year. You can sign up to that with the link in the episode notes. And that is it for us. Have a great day and we'll be back tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print... such an incredible story. ...was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.